listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast. We believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can visit us at www.sevenrivers.org backslash students. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Culture Cast. Whoa! Bow, bow, bow. That was good, <laughs> right? <laughs> Affirm me, please. That, that was amazing. That was I'm am- scared. That was amazing, Mikey. Hey, um, I'm Mikey Puckett. I'm Jason Wayhead, and this is the Culture Cast, which is essentially a podcast engaging culture with the gospel. So we're excited about this. And I think it's one of the coolest things um, we get to do as a ministry is engage culture with the gospel. So, but let's just get out of the way. I am really nervous. <laughs> Are <laughs> you nervous, Jason? I, I'm, I'm actually nervous, um, believe it or not. I can't you'll, you'll hear a lot of ums. Like, you'll be like, um, I'm sure you'll hear like 50 nu- ums yeah, that's the, throughout the whole thing. Yeah, um, every time I hear my voice when we go and play it back, I'm like, gosh, I can't stand my voice. <laughs> <laughs> It's so obnoxious. Yeah. So and we're we're like we're both sweating like a lot. Yes. Just drenched. I brought a change of shirts for each take. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, we really we were really excited about this podcast, and I think it's really cool um, to be able to take cultural things like music and art um, and theater and film and be able to talk about it and say, hey, where do we see Jesus in this, and uh, where do we see evil? Where do we see redemption? Uh, where do we see the gospel? So I'm excited uh, to get to you know, dive into some of this stuff. And if you're listening to this, uh, I think it's going to be a way for you to put on like your gospel goggles or gospel lens and be able to see the world when you're listening to radio. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want Jason to share a little bit of his uh, vision behind wanting to do this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So usually um, when we're on like mission trips or just summer camp or in the car with students and they often want to play their their music they often want to like hey can i get the aux chord uh, can i play what i'm listening to and a lot of times we have conversations about these songs uh, we talk about hey what are, where are some good elements what are like do you really want to uh embrace that or do you want to reject that and so really we just want to have a conversation on this podcast about these songs because there there are some good elements uh, take the song and put it in light of the gospel what can we affirm what can we reject where is jesus in all of this mm. and we know through scripture that we're all made in god's image and this can translate into our art and these celebrities art um and like mikey said this could be in films this can be in writing this can be uh, in music um, but there is goodness in them and there is like sin taints them too so we're just going to be like, hey, what can we affirm? What does the gospel say about this? What can we reject? What does the gospel say about this? Um, mm. Yeah, Genesis 127, we're all made in God's image. So that's including the people who are making music out there and film out there. Not even just Christian artists, but actually secular artists also bear God's image, and they can't help it. And so that's what we want to point out is like, hey, this is a, this is every human being can't help in what they do and 
work and, and how they live their lives at some point in some way are reflecting the image of God to the world. Uh, and I think that's really cool to see. And so if you're a student listening to this, uh, this is going to be really helpful for you, engaging culture, engaging um, the music your friends listen to, the music that you hear on the radio, uh, the films that you see on Netflix, uh, you know, the TV shows. This is going to help you engage that. Uh, if you're a parent or if you're an adult um, and, and one day going to have kids or if you have um, students, you know, if you're a youth worker, I think this is going to be great, too, for you to be able to learn how to use um, certain language to be able to talk about um, cultural, cultural events um, cultural moments um, and be able to engage culture with the gospel because I think in some ways when parents hear their kids teenagers start listening to like secular music I think there is like a panic button hit like oh my goodness they're listening to these horrible songs um, that don't talk about Jesus and and there is like a panic and I understand that panic like that's yeah. there that's yeah. real uh, but I think you don't have to be so afraid as a parent because I think anything that you hear and your kids are listening to, I think you can always show them where Jesus is in it um, or where Jesus needs to be in it mm. uh, as, as ways of, of connecting um, your students to the gospel um, as you're raising them up in Christ. So absolutely. I'm really excited because I think that is one of the best things that is going to come away from this is this ability to um, listen and see all things and, know jesus through it so pretty cool you ready jason i'm ready let's send it okay so we're talking about one of the greatest artists of all time. The very best. In the Some history argue. of the world. The one and only. Drum roll. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Swift. Man, that was good. Yeah. Was, we didn't even practice that and we just. We have it. to use this take no matter what we do because. I know. I don't think we can do that again. I don't think so either. <laughs> we are in sync. See what I did there? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, Taylor Taylor Swift is a incredible artist. Uh, she's won Grammys, uh, right? Oh yeah, she's won. Um, well, I think multiple. Um, so that's important. I mean, like that means you're you're doing it right to a degree in the music industry. Well, and so essentially, what I want to do at the beginning is like let's just talk about Taylor Swift. Let's talk about her story, and then we'll jump into the song that we're going to talk about, which is coming from her new album, Folklore right yep cardigan so that's her most popular song right now on spotify cardigan cardigan so if you haven't listened to it maybe maybe pause this listen to it and then we're going to talk about it uh and 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 we're going to break it down a little bit but yeah let's talk about taylor swift let's uh, jason what's kind of her background what's her story um t jason by the way um is a huge Taylor Swift fan. Oh, she is the best. That's his celebrity crush growing like, up. Like, love story 500 times on repeat, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, Jason may have sung Taylor Swift to Alexis uh, to woo her uh, to marry. That uh, may so. or may not have happened. Yeah, so um, don't don't hold me to that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, since Taylor, uh, since Jason, not Taylor, since Jason is the Taylor Swift expert, we're going to punt it to Jason on a little bit of backstory on her. So, so Taylor, she is amazing. Everyone has an opinion on Taylor. 
even if you hate her, you're like, I everyone hasn't no everyone knows Taylor Swift. She's everyone, polarizing. Yeah. So either like I don't really I don't listen to Taylor Swift. I don't really like her, or you're like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Or, um, but she started off as a country singer at, like she was she was famous at 16 pretty much. Uh, she had early hits like Love Story or You Belong with Me. Uh, appealed to both the country fans and pop fans um, because of the way she, she just produced her music. Um, she won her first Grammy for Fearless in 2008. Uh, Swift continued to be at the top of her charts in 2014. Um, so she kept growing, growing as um, her albums came out, like Shake It Off and Blank Space. You guys might remember these songs. Uh, she won Grammy of the Year. She was actually the first w- woman to win it twice. Um, to win Grammy of the Year twice, and and now uh, Lover in 2019, and then 2020 Folklore. Um, so she was born in Pennsylvania in in 1989. Hashtag her album 1989. Mm. Um, her grandmother was a professional singer. And here's here's a fun fact: they moved her whole family moved to Nashville just for her career. They went from Pennsylvania to Nashville just so Taylor can be famous, and it turned out well for them. They She's one of the most known people in the world. Um, yeah, I think when I go, when I think of Taylor Swift, I go back to my high school years, and uh, you know when, you know, Love Story was out, and you know everyone was like singing Romeo, save me, I don't want to be alone. <laughs> you know, we were all like, you know, all the girls were loving that, and all the guys were just rolling their eyes because we we're like, what a just unhealthy view of relationships <laughs> and men and, and women and every boyfriend. Like I, I had a girlfriend at the time and we were all like kind of extremely nervous because it's like this vision that she is casting <laughs> of a boyfriend or a boy in your life is impossible to meet uh, yeah. as a boy. So she definitely, I had a love hate relationship with her because of uh, the expectations she had for boys <laughs> Um, but seriously, like think about being 16 years old and immediately being thrown on stage and performing and, uh, you know, living on the road and your life is essentially about music and about performing and you're not sure how much, how often does she probably feel that do people actually love her for her or do they love her for what she offers them via music, um, via singing, via, you know, um, clout um socially and just to be at 16 and for that to be your world um i can't imagine uh the the pressure that she had to feel and live under so i I, you know as we as you were even talking i was thinking about this song too and cardigan i'm like going yeah this definitely is a piece of her story is um feeling kind of used up maybe um feeling like she is just this person um like a worn out cardigan she is this this you know, when she was 16, she was brand new. Everyone loved her, maybe. Um, and then she got under the spotlight more and media attention. And, you know, how that works, they are trying to find the kind of like, you know, the dirty laundry, the secrets that you have and expose it. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's worn out, uh, you know, over the years. And maybe she just feels, even with her fans, with her friends, so family, people, that she's just in her relationships that she's just been this cardigan, this object that's been used um, to comfort people, um, to cover up people and their lives and their stories. Um, And essentially now, you know, you know, back and forth, you know, just being, you know, thrown under the bed, but then picked back up as the favorite. um, And 
the heartbreak of not only like with boys, you know, we can, you know, but even in our own story, the heartbreak of being kind of used in a way, um, mm-hmm. just being a person that people consume. Uh, and that, I think that's really sad. Yeah. I don't know what you think, Jason. To have, I mean, to have the spotlight be on you since you were 16 years old is um, such a hard thing to have. Yeah, You know, I can't imagine, like, the spotlight being on me at 16 and all the things I did wrong, you know, right. and then, like, that being publicized to the whole right. world. <laughs> you know, like, that, w- I would want to, like, hide in a shell. Right. Um, so. Yeah, I think when we listen to the song Cardigan um, and when you, and we're about to probably go through it and break it down, uh, well, disclaimer, we're not saying go listen to all these songs all the time, make them your favorite you know, but what we are saying is that these songs, you know, are out there. They're going to be heard by your students. You as a kid are going to listen to them. And um, you're at some way, in some way, somehow, some way, you're going to engage this um, because it's one of the top hits right now. Um, right now in this present moment, cultural moment. Uh, you're going to hear your friends talking about it. You're going to hear um, your, your teenagers talking about it. it. This is coming into your life, whether you want it or not, you know, to be in your life. Mm-hmm. That's why we're talking about it. We're not yeah. saying... Oh, create a playlist with all these songs we talk, and then put them on loop with your yeah, kids. No, we're yeah. actually saying when these come up and these conversations come up, these are the points you can make and talk about with your kid. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so, um, let's just have a conversation. Is the goal? You know, yeah. let's let's talk about what we're listening to. Yeah, and Taylor Swift. I mean, we're she's a human being, so like sometimes we can put our celebrities on these pedestals um, and turn them into these role models, like these gods that we should follow. And really, she she has the same skin as us, um, you know, and she she's more talented than me and gifted and, you know, has more clout. But that that doesn't mean, though, that she's not human um, and it doesn't struggle like I struggle, you know, and things like that. So let's uh, let's just start looking at the song and let's start looking at the ways that we can affirm and challenge. So this is one of the things we like to do is we start like to look and read through the lyrics um, and find places where we go, you know what, this is, this is what we affirm in this song. Um, this is true about our culture, true about our lives, true about the gospel. Um, and then we, we turn into, okay, what do we challenge? What do we say, you know, this is off. Um, this isn't right. Um, this isn't how it should be. And so, yeah, let's, you know, or this is a lie. This isn't, you know what I mean? This isn't truth in the song. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we get into the challenge. But we're, let's start with the affirming side of things. So we're looking at the lyrics right now. Essentially, Jason, you tell us what is Cardigan about. Um, that's a great question. I so don't quote me on this, even though this is on the internet. But um, I think that I think this whole song is about young love. Um, I have a quote here from Taylor that she said, "This song is about long lost love and looking back on it and how special it made you feel." Hmm. Um, she says, all the th- good things it made you feel, all the pain that it made you feel. Hmm. Uh, when I f- like, Then she goes on to say her chorus, when I felt like an old cardigan under someone's bed, you put me on and said I was your favorite. Um, she's like alluding to something like she wants uh, a supportive relationship. Hmm. She like looked at her long lost love and she's like, I want um, a supportive relationship. Um, this And this is all speculation from our side. Um, there can be, a lot of times artists put out songs, they're like, you can find your own meaning in them. Um, right. But if we're look, trying to look at it through Taylor's perspective and the 
perspective of the gospel, um, we can say, yeah, like there is like a, a sense of young love in here. There's a sense of wanting more and there's a sense of like, oh, I, I kind of miss that. Um, well, Jason, did you, was Alexis your first crush? <laughs> she was not my for- first crush. <laughs> uh, I wish she was. Um, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to tell us more about this? My, my, well, you tell, you be vulnerable first and say <laughs> your first crush. <laughs> well done. Well played, sir. Yeah, when I, I honestly, when you do have like a girlfriend in high school or middle school and it's your first, t- you know, boyfriend or girlfriend situation, uh, it is, I mean, it's impactful. Uh, it's so new. It's so kind of exciting. Uh, it seems like, you know, young love is exciting. Uh, I remember, you know, I, I liked this girl, um, Becky, and I liked her since I was in seventh grade. And then I just like crushed on her all the way up until like, junior year senior year and I was like I'm gonna ask her out finally asked her out because I was like I was really nervous like to build up the courage to be able to ask a girl out I didn't have it um and and took me you know like four years too and then I asked her out and we only dated for like three months (laughs) she it crushed me longer than a week though she broke up with me and it was so crushing uh because in a sense though like as when you're you're a young person you kind of obsess over your relationship like that is romantic like boyfriend girlfriend and so I was so obsessive over it um, and essentially when we started dating like that my expectations on her were so high that there was no way she could ever meet him and so we ended up uh, it not working it wasn't able to work out and breaking up uh, she broke up with me and broke it was so sad right in front of Starbucks on the curb oh no <laughs> and after one of my football games my senior night uh, I got broken up and I I was, you know, she was really sad too. I was sad too um, because we were also really good friends. Mm. Uh, and so th- that that's one of the things like that's, that is hard, that is complicated about young love uh, is that it does stick with you and it, d- it does stick with me. It sticks with me today to think about it. Um, yeah. But I am thankful um, for that friendship that I had with her uh, and for um, that experience. Um, but it does, you know, when breakups happen, it does feel, it does feel like, man, my heart was just played with. Yeah. I was just kind of used. Yeah. Like a cardigan. Just for yeah. comfort. Is it, I mean, isn't that a lot of ways how boyfriend-girlfriend relationships can be, uh, especially when there's not commitment of, like, eventual engagement and marriage? Is yeah. You are just kind of comfort for each other. You're just this, like, security blanket, a cardigan, in a sense, mm-hmm. of warmth and comfort for each other. And then when one of you decides, oh, I'm over this cardigan – take it off and p- find a new shirt to wear yeah, a new cardigan absolutely. a new sweatshirt a new favorite hoodie and then even in high school and middle school relationships young relationships you kind of go back through the cycle and go oh, actually I'll put you back on and you know we all do I mean I feel like yeah. we do that with our friends even too so I think sometimes we use these like relationships like I remember in high school um, the, the person I dated it was for the fact just for like hey I just want to forget about my problems and just date someone and pretend like that's my reality the whole time. Yeah. And then once, once that, like once you get to know the person more and you realize, Hey, we each have our own faults. Then you're like, then you start being picky, you know, right. we both start being picky and then like, um, and then like it, um, turns usually break up. And so we'll, we'll look at like a lot of high schoolers and middle schoolers just go through a lot of, uh, a lot of relationships and yeah. you're like, you graduate high school with five, like, five, 10 relationships, <laughs> you know, some, yeah. um, which is crazy. Um, so, well, and I think, you know, I think that's something we can affirm in this, 
uh, affirming this uh, song is that, yeah, like, this is true. Like, relationships are often treated in our culture like cardigans. Yeah. Uh, let me try it on. Let me see how it works. Let me see how it looks. Um, when you get old and I get tired of it, I'll put you under my bed. You know, I'll, I'll leave you. I'll, you know, one of her lines is leave like a father, run like water, you know. Uh, even Peter losing Wendy, um, it's like Peter is a lost boy who never grows up. Wendy grows up, you know, he lost when, you know, as you grow up, you decide to maybe even move on from certain relationships as you mature as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just kind of the, the idea behind in our culture of young relationships and boyfriend and girlfriend relationships. It's, it's sad. It's something, but it's true. Yeah, it's true. And I think I think she's right on and we can affirm that, you know, I even, you know, when I was looking at this, um, I saw the line, you drew stars around my scars, but now I'm bleeding. Uh, And I thought about Jesus for whatever reason. I don't know why that comes to my mind. Um, And I thought about how Jesus sees our scars and. Mm sees them and circles them and draws stars around them in the sense of like these scars are beautiful. Um, they matter. So like think about like the scars of your story, the scars of and pain of your life. When you're in a relationship, those come out with whoever you're in a relationship with. They're going to see those yeah. parts of you, uh, mm-hmm. good or bad. Um, and then, you know, what's, what's, you know, beautiful about a relationship with Jesus is he doesn't take advantage of your wounds or scars. He um, validates them, sees them, uh, blesses them, and tells you that they matter. Um, and he shows you his scars, um, the holes in his hands, the holes in his feet, um, the spear wound in his side. Uh, that's, you know, that's what a relationship with Jesus looks like, is drawing stars around scars uh, and saying, your pain matters because I have pain too, and here's my pain, and I did this for you so that your scars could matter. Like Jesus mm-hmm. is like, here are my holes in my hands, holes in my feet. I did this so that your scars matter, um, so that your scars don't disqualify you um, from love, um, don't disqualify you from being loved. Um, and essentially, though, what the story goes on is you find out that actually, you know, this relationship in the story of the song is broken up. Um, and that, so like, for instance, when you're in a relationship with someone and you share your scars with them and then they break up with you, it like is, it kind of is like you reopen those wounds again because they didn't love you for who you were. They just, so when you're in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship mm-hmm. and you get to a point where you guys know each other really well and the boyfriend or girlfriend says, nah, I don't want to have this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. You feel so rejected and used um, and your scars ache. Um, and it says right after this, you drew stars around my scars, but you drew stars around my scars, but now I'm bleeding. You're bleeding because she, and right after that, she talks about being left. You're bleeding. Those scars are reopened because they were seen and then they were not, um, committed to and loved through. They were rejected. Mm. That's what happens in relationships all the time. That's something that's very true. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You look like you have thoughts to say. No, that's awesome. I think that's uh, that that hits the mark because you know, um, you know, everyone knows a, a truth we can say is, hey, relationships are hard no matter, um, yeah, f- who you're 
married to, who you're dating, um, relationships are just hard. Yes. Um, and so it does take a, um, I really think like I wouldn't be married to Alexis if it wasn't for the love of Jesus. You mm. know, we look at like that as the source to, um, thrive the relationship instead of each other. Cause if we just rely on each other, we're just going to hit conflict and just expectations. Um, and here, like the beautiful thing about the chorus is, you know, when I felt like Noel Cardigan under someone's bed, we feel unwanted. We feel like, uh, old rags, uh, whatever you want to call it. And Jesus puts us on and says, Hey, I love you. And I'm like, you are my favorite. Not in the sense yeah. of like above all, like other Christians, but like, Hey, I love you too. Um, I died for you, and when I when I died, I was, you know, I did it happily, willingly, yeah. um, and so, and he sings over us. He's like, you know, he's actually like, he's seeing our pain. He's seeing, we feel unwanted, and someone's mm. loving us, pursuing us, and yeah. is singing over us with gladness because they're like, no matter what you do, no matter, um, I think she uses the line like junk under under the the street light. Mm. I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna be there. Um, he sees you in that moment. Yeah. And comes after you. Yeah. Yeah, I I love it. I love that um, vision of Jesus. Um, and this, there is a vision of that in here, in these lyrics. You can see it, especially if you print them out and read them. You go, oh, I see how Jesus can be in this. And then even the other side of things is, is it, don't we treat Jesus, if you're a Christian, don't we kind of treat Jesus, though, also like a cardigan? We oh, just absolutely. use him and abuse him for our ticket to heaven. And then whenever we get stuck in a t- tight situation or a choice of, you know, do, making a decision uh, to sin or to not sin or to obey or disobey, we're like, oh, it's more fun to disobey. Um, everyone else is disobeying. Everyone else is sinning. Everyone else is uh, going downstream with culture. And so we yeah. just take Jesus off throw him under the bed and pretend like yeah. I'll come back to you when I need you to save me you know when I yeah. need you for my eternity but right now now that I'm a teenager it's time for me have fun. it's That's time for me to do what I yeah. want and there's no such in relationships it's in every relationship and this is something to learn you know with a boyfriend and girlfriend even always comes with sacrifice always you have to give up something in every relationship so if you're going to have a relationship with Jesus and be a Christian, there is a sacrifice there. But just know that he has sacrificed way more than you have sacrificed. He has sacrificed his life to have a relationship with you. And so like, just know that that's the love he has. The, that's the boyfriend-girlfriend he is. He's the one that lays down his life for you over and over again and sees you for who you are and loves you for who you are and sees your scars and loves you for those scars and says they matter and um, they're important to me, and I'm I'm chasing after you, and he actually has scars because of you. That's really awesome. That's a great relationship, but it's for whatever reason that's the relationship that we like to throw under the bed um, and just put on when you know we feel like it. Um, but it's true though. That's our favorite relationship. That's our best relationship. That's our most healthy relationship. That's that's the one relationship where we don't bring anything to the table and we're loved um we're loved you know as sinners he loved us while we were still sinners and laid down his life for us man that's good news yeah so even though we do can treat him like a cardigan 
He does love us. And I think if you're listening to the song and you're like, oh, I do treat Jesus like that, you should be grieved. Um, yeah. Be sad uh, that that is how you treat um, Jesus uh, and how you treat a relationship with God. Uh, and I think that's something to, to acknowledge it and maybe even say in a prayer after this, hey, Father, um, I am wrong. I've sinned against you. Uh, I've used you for my own benefits. Um, and our relationship has revolved around me instead of around you um, and your glory. And so I think that's a great response to a song like this um, is seeing maybe even how you uh, treat God. So I don't know. What do you think, Jason? No, absolutely. And I think it's like uh, something we can all say we've done. You know, we've all um, treated God like Jesus, like rags or old cardigans. Um, They're just under our bed. You know, we just forget about until... You know, right. we need something. Oh, we need to wear this yeah. cardigan now because it matches our outfit. We need it. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, yeah. Um, well, I'm in church now. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the Jesus cardigan? <laughs> right over here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's a that's a good point too. Like, are we someone different on Sunday mornings? You know, or is just is Jesus someone we're engaged with all week long? Yeah. Um, and so we're all, we're all sinners, like stumbling. Uh, we're all sinners. Um, but mm. we. We want to sacrifice. We yeah. want to uh, pursue Jesus, and yeah, um, yeah, because He's pursued us. You know, He's chased after us. Yeah, He's all us. in. Yeah, uh, it's hard us. to resist that. Yeah, I can't resist it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I read His Word and I see how He's chased after me, I can't resist it. Um, let what do we challenge? What are things that I'm like? Ah, this is. I I think we've kind of touched on it, but we challenge the view of young relationships. Uh, relationships are about commitment and faithfulness. Uh, friendship wise or boyfriend girlfriend wise like you commit and be faithful to each other you know mm-hmm. love each other um well um i don't you know if you're going to date someone and you know i'm just going to drop you maybe in a few months for someone else when someone else better comes along then just don't date just be friends and just ha- until you're ready to really commit and be faithful i mean you know there's a piece of it too like taking a you know boy or girl on a date to homecoming or prom like do that, have fun and do that. Or maybe to like, just take them out to eat or things like that. But when it's about, you know, as a teenager, when you're making it about, when you're coming into a relationship being like, I love you. And with that kind of level of commitment, but then you guys are just dropping each other. Like I did in my relationships, dropping each other for the next best thing. You're just bleeding each other out, cutting your scars open over and over again. And it just makes you feel unlovable. Yeah. So like we push back against that. Absolutely. Um, are you are you looking to to the relationship as something you can gain, or is it something you can like give to that person? You know, like hey, um, are we building a right. team, or are we or I'm just like I have one foot in, one foot out. You know, yeah. What you know what I mean? Yeah. I've been watching the uh, the Last Dance, and I'm like, are you are you on, are you on the Chicago Bulls or are you like looking to get traded? You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. like, so are you in it for the <laughs> money or are you in it to win championships? Yeah, you know, so um, that's a good that's a good plug. Yeah, last uh, last dance on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, and I think we can challenge you know some of the cultural things of getting drunk and um, you know like obviously like you know the cultural things of you know central politics. Uh, you know, and, and this kind of like selling yourself out. Um, and I think the reason why people sell themselves out and do those things because they really do feel like used cardigans. They just feel like they don't matter. 
they feel like they're not worth anything. Um, you know, and it forces, you know, like they have a line like, you know, playing hide and seek, it forces you to hide and seek um, things for yourself uh, and hide the bad things in your scars. And these are just, these are just things that we push back against and say like, no, like, you know, you do matter. You are lovable. You're not a used car again. Um, you are more important than that. You're a human being, someone who bears God's image, you know, and we can say that to Taylor too. Taylor, mm-hmm. you're not a used car again. You are a human being that bears God's image. Even in your own songwriting and songs, you are speaking about the truth of God um, and the love that you're longing for, which is God. A love that says, I know you'd come back to me, you'd come back to me, and you'd come back to me, and you'd come back to me. She's talking about actually a boy coming back to her, like as if, you know, like what, you'll, you'll realize, like, I am your favorite cardigan, so you'll throw me back on. But no, no, no. Jesus, this, this Jesus will come back to you, is coming after you. He's, he is chasing after you. Time and time again, you know, it's repeated, you know, like he will come back, come back, come back, come back. He's not stopping. And he's unrelenting. Yeah. You need to just, all you do in your salvation with Jesus is allow him into your life. Um, let down your guard, open up your heart and let him in uh, because he's knocking on the door. He's coming back. It's just whether or not do you want him? Um, and he's not going to treat you like a used card again. You know, that is, that is exciting for me. And that's a good reminder to me as I, you know, that's a moment of worship for me. Yeah. Um, I do know no matter what happens in my life, no matter if I make a complete mess of my life, uh, whether I make terrible choices for the rest of my life, that because I'm a son of the Father in heaven, um, that Jesus is coming after me uh, throughout this entire time here on earth. Um, and he's everywhere in my story. Um, he's all over it. Um, God's fingerprints are all over me. So um, because he's He's coming after me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not leaving you. No, he's not leaving me. He's right there. Even in, in my bad choices, even in my bad moments, uh, you know, he's not uh, taking me off. Um, you know, and putting me under the bed. He's holding me and cherishing me and Absolutely, loving me. Absolutely, yeah. And so that, that's a com- that is a relationship I want to have, and that's a good reminder for me today. Absolutely. Jesus Jesus wants us in our stories. He wants the unwanted. Mm. He looks at the unlovable, and he loves them. Mm. Um, so he sees the beauty in, our, in the old cardigan and enjoys them. He sings over us as sons and daughters, and uh, I think Taylor has glimpses of the gospel in her song, so yeah, listen to it. Yeah, I check it, it out. Check it out uh, and see it. See um, the good news actually in it. Uh, well, that's a good word, man. That's a great. That's like that's like a benediction, dude. That's like closing out like church. <laughs> uh, well, let's, everyone uh, raise your hands. Let's just take a moment and let's just pray for Taylor. Uh, she's a real person, uh, and we're just gonna pray for her and and pray this over her. Uh, so, Jason, you want to lead us in prayer and then? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Father, thank you uh, that you pursue us time and time again. Thank you that you um, chase after us. Um, we uh, thank you uh, that you made us all in your image. And um, even Taylor Swift, who uh, is writing about young love. And uh, we pray for her. We pray that she can know you if she doesn't already. Um we pray that um, her her art can actually bring glory to your name, uh, that we can see her art in light of the gospel and and ultimately bring us all closer to you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, thanks for listening. We love you guys. Full sense, right? 
Full sins. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Culture Cast, where we engage culture with the gospel. If you have any questions, or maybe you have a song, a favorite song that you would want us to talk about, or a movie, or a Netflix show that we can maybe uh, bring into into this uh, podcast, we'd love to. So you can reach out to us at srsm at sevenrivers.org. That's srsm at sevenrivers.org. Send us an email, and uh, we'll engage with that content that you offer us, or any questions or concerns that you have. If you also want to find out more about our ministry, Seven Rivers Student Ministry, you can go to sevenrivers.org backslash students. We love you guys. You matter to us, and uh, you're lovable through a relationship with Jesus.